So if you have signed up, please, uh, and if you weren't here last Sunday, like me, uh, please go get your, the printout of the camping, uh, the cabin assignments and the food assignments. So if you are part of the camp, please uh, go see Jamie or ask for a printout or an email of, the, of your assignment. Um, and then church anniversary will be on October 31. So please go ask for that day off. I know most of our bosses are atheists, so they would care less if it's a church anniversary, but tell them you need to be off that, that Sunday, okay? Um, we don't have any birthdays, surprisingly, for this week, but uh, the Villanuevas are back because they celebrate Tita Marcy's birthday there. Happy birthday, Tita. We, I was praying that she would come back because she looked like she was really enjoying herself there. <laughs> but praise God, they're back. Thank you very much. Um, we will now dismiss the children to their classrooms and their Sunday school teachers. And if you do have a cell phone, please make sure they're turned off or in silent mode. Um, I'm going to try my microphone now. Mike, mic check. Mike, okay. First of all, thank you, Brother Vince, for covering for me last Sunday. Uh, thank you, everyone. Let's give him a round of applause. He did a great job, you know, despite the short notice, so maybe I should just keep doing that to you, you know? <laughs> we respond well for, on pres in pressure. During pressure times. Please turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verse, we're going to be reading verse 7 to 16, but we're not going to be able to tackle the other verses, but um, we'll try our best. I'm reading from the New International Version. But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will all grow, we will, in, <clears throat> excuse me, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. We thank you for this building. 
We thank you for this day that you've given to us. It is truly a privilege, Lord God, to where we can still gather and not fear for our lives, Lord God. To where we can still songs, uh, sing songs of praise and worship without fearing for our lives, Lord God. We pray now, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to anoint all of us, to anoint me, Lord God, your vessel, and to, Lord, to give wisdom to your people that are hearing your message. I pray, Father, as they hear my voice, Lord, in their hearts and in their minds, they will hear you. We ask for forgiveness for our sins, Lord God. Let nothing, Lord God, about us hinder you or hinder us from understanding you and accepting your message. We ask for salvation for those who are lost, encouragement for those who are discouraged, healing for those who are sick, both physically and spiritually, Lord God. And Father, let you and you alone speak to your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, God will bless you. Hopefully he will speak to you tonight. I entitled our message, God's Gift. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been wanting to deliver this message for quite some time now. So, but then when I got to putting it down on paper... I couldn't think of a better, uh, like a catchier title. But I almost went with your package delivered, you know, which we're all familiar to when our Amazon package gets there. But really, it's a gift. We're going to be studying the gifts of the Spirit. All right? So what is a gift? Other than it being, it's, it's whatever the person who wants to give it to us gives, Right? And then whenever we, majority of us at least, when we know that we have a gift or someone has a gift for us, we're excited to find out what it is. And then if it's the right thing, if they bought the right thing, it's just like, this is what I've been looking for. How did you find this? Oh, I've always wanted one of these, right? So it's, there's always excitement. There's always great anticipation. And, and then, you know, the excitement shows with when my children were little, they would rip the, the wrapping, you know, and it's just very violent event at the house, you know. But because of the, because of the excitement, and, and there's always that suspense, especially during Christmas time. But for us, we, what we just read is Christ has given us gifts. The, the Holy Spirit has given us gifts, be, and Christ was the one who apportioned it. And that's what we're going to tackle tonight. But, so the, we have three points. Uh, number one, what, what it's not. I mean, we're going to have to determine, we're going to have to really clarify it tonight if, you, if it's not clear with you what the gifts of the Spirit is not. We're going to try to, uh, hopefully you remember what they are and then what it's for. Okay, so spiritual gifts is what we're talking about tonight. Um, for the prayer warriors, please bear with me. But um, do you guys remember Bong? Right? <laughs> now, Bong, Bong got engaged, and he was living in California. And he told his fiance, he goes, hey, uh, sweetheart, I'm gonna, I'm, it's about time that I introduce you to my mom. But I have to tell you, my mom has a special gift. And the girl goes, what's her gift? She knows. She just knows she can read minds. And the girl goes, come on. And he goes, no, seriously. You know what we should do since she hasn't met you yet? We should go there with two other girls. And then we'll try to, I'll tell her we're engaged, that I'm engaged, but I won't tell her who you are. 
And I'll tell you, she's going to guess who you are. She's going to be able to tell. And the girl goes, fine, that's, that's fine. And she, he calls his mama, you know, I got engaged, I'm going to get married. I want to introduce you to the girl. Mom goes, great. And then Bong goes, but no, we want to see your spiritual gift. I'm bringing three girls with me, and you need to guess which one it is. Mom goes, okay, sure. So in great anticipation, the fiancé was like wondering, like, oh, my gosh, how is she going to know? How is she going to know? So Bong and the three girls came at the house, and he goes, Ma, all right, I, I've been bragging about your spiritual gift. Guess, guess which one is my fiancé. Mom looks at the one girl, looks at the second girl, looks at the third girl, goes back to the first girl, goes back to the second girl, and she goes, it's this one. And then Bong and the fiancé were like, oh my gosh, how did you know, mom? And the, the, you know, the girl was Filipino, how did you know? And then the, the mom goes, you're irritating me right now, that's why. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But anyway, so that's not the kind of spiritual gift we're going to be talking about, right? It's you. You're irritating me right now. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. This is what it's not. This is not what we're talking about. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Right? What's the fruit of the Spirit? Mikey can recite this, I'm sure. And Dustin, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. That's not what we're talking about. The gifts of the Spirit is not the fruit of the Spirit. I know you know this, but I can't really always assume that you know, right? So we're trying to clear it. Next one. It's not the natural abilities. What are the natural abilities? Your musical talent, your artistic talent, your uh, carpentry, your mechanical, your tech savvy, all of those things. Your, those things that you've learned through the world, you know. And this is not to say that you cannot use your natural abilities to worship God. And this is not to say that these talents or the skills that you have cannot be used together with the, 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 the uh, gifts of the Spirit. Right? Because you can, you can evangelize using your musical talent. Right? You can share the gospel using your artistic talent. Right? And you can encourage someone by, because of your, your helpfulness. Because that's, a, that's a, one of the, the gifts of the Spirit. Is being helpful with the carpentry and mechanical or tech savvy, what, what have you. Most of you are med medical people. That, that, could be, that could work too. You know? But these are not the gifts of the Spirit. Okay? Now we're going to digress somehow, but still in the, the, the point here of the gifts. In verse 7, I just want to tackle this real quick with you, where it says here, uh, I want to explain to you that it was Christ's decision. If you see here, it's Christ's decision on how much he, on who's going to get what and how many. So, the, the, the gifts of the Spirit varies from people to people, from every believer. It's different. Just like our, our, our fingerprints are different, right? And every snowflake is different. Every believer has a different gift from him. And some believers have more than the others. And it's Christ's decision. Why? Because God is God. 
unlike us, right? Us parents, we try to make it fair. Oh, we, me and Anna, we tried it. We tried our best not to make one of our kids jealous. So if it's Alonzo's birthday, we would have something little for Gianna, or and vice versa. You know, you know, just a dollar store thing. You know, but but you try, you try to, you try to like make it uh, fair. But with God, in God's economy, whatever God says is fair. Amen. Some of you are not convinced, right? But yeah, it's. It's true. God is the one who determines, and He's sovereign. So in the previous uh, messages that we were tackling, we were saying that one God, one faith, right? One race, we're all together, we're united. But tonight we're going to be seeing that there's differences, there's diversity, there's, u there's unity, there there's diversity in unity. So we're going to see, and, and hopefully as we go through this, the I'm going to give you the list of, of the gifts of the Spirit. And hopefully you'll be able to see which one tugs in your heart and what you think is yours too. Okay? All right. What they are. So this is where we're going to get to. Um, so to, when you, we study the Bible, I know I've said this before. When you, start, when you study one verse of the Bible, you have to look for the cross-reference. You have to see, in order for you to get more from it, you have to not just read Ephesians chapter, uh, verse 11. You have to go through, okay, what are the other gifts of the Spirit? So in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, it says there, because it, Paul in Ephesians, he only mentioned apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But in his letter in the Corinthian, the first letter in the Corinthian church, he had more lists. And again in the Roman church, he had more there. So here they are. Um, the, that's in Romans. Gifts of the gift of wisdom. The gift to make choices and give leadership that is according to God's will. Not according to your dictatorship. According to God's will. The gift of knowledge. The gift to have a com comprehensive understanding of a spiritual issue or circumstance. The gift of faith. Right, the gift of faith. The gift to trust God and inspire others to trust God no matter the conditions. The gift of healing, a wondrous gift to use God's healing power to cure a person who is ill, wounded, or suffering. Um, and then the gift of miracles, the gift to display signs and miracles that give credibility to God's word and the gospel message. The gift of prophecy, the gift to declare a message from God. The gift of discerning spirits, the gift to recognize whether or not something is truly from God or in accordance with righteousness. The gift of tongues, the gift to communicate in a foreign language that you do not have experience with in order to converse with those who speak that language. And the other one, the gift of interpreting tongues, the gift to interpret the speech and writings of a different language and translate it back to others in your own. And then the gift of administration, the gift to keep things ordered and in agreement with God's principles, the gift of helps, the gift of, of, of a desire and capacity to always help others to do whatever it takes to get a task achieved. Notice that there is no gift of storytelling. 
but there's a lot of gift of storytellers, the chismosas and the chismosos. They, they make stories up, right? There's, that's not a gift of the Spirit. That's the sinful flesh, okay? If that is your gift, you need to cut it out. Um, <laughs> now, there's, you saw the list there, right? Uh, is there anything that, that kind of was impressed upon you? Or is there anything that you know is your gift, but you're just not acting on it? Because you're like, you know, I know where this, where, I know where he's going. The call to action of this message is gonna, he's gonna ask for volunteers. <laughs> you're probably right. You probably have the gift of prophecy. <laughs> now, during the French Revolution, there were three Christians who were sentenced to die by the guillotine. And they're gonna cut his head, right? The one Christian had the gift of faith. The other had the gift of prophecy, and the other had the gift of helps. Oh, did you guys see the gift of helps? Yeah. All right. The Christian with the gift of faith was to be executed first. He was asked if he wanted to wear a hood over his head. He declined and said he was not afraid to die. And he said, quote, unquote, I have faith that God would deliver me. He shouted bravely. His head was positioned under the guillotine with his neck on the chopping block. He looked up at the sharp blade, said a short prayer, and waited confidently. The rope was pulled, but nothing happened. His, exec his executioners were amazed. And believing that this must have been an act of God, they freed the man. The Christian with the gift of prophecy was next. His head was positioned under the guillotine blade, and he too was asked if he wanted to, to wear the hood. No, he said, I am not afraid to die. However... I predict that God would deliver me from this guillotine. At that, the rope was pulled again and nothing happened. Once again, the puzzled executioners assumed this must be a miracle of God. And they freed the man. The third Christian, the one with the gift of helps. The one, the gift of desire and the capacity to always help others to do whatever it takes to get a task achieved. Right? That's his gift. He was brought to the guillotine, and likewise, he was asked if he wanted to wear a hood. No, he said. I'm just, a, I'm just as brave as those other two guys. The executioners then positioned him face up under the guillotine, and, were, and they were about to pull the rope. And when the man with the gift of help stopped them, he said, wait, 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 wait. I know where the problem is. Let me fix it real fast. <laughs> So he has the gift of helps, but he doesn't have the gift of wisdom, right? <laughs> so now it's, 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 it's embarrassing to always be, to be an example, right? And especially when I drop your name without your permission, right? So we're going to do that tonight. <laughs> uh, our deacon Orly, many years ago, I think he exercised the gift of prophecy when he told me, even before the votes were casted during the the voting for the associate pastor. Even before everything, anything was done, we were just having coffee in the kitchen. He shook my hand, congratulated me, and he said, hello, pastor. I'm already calling it. And I'm like, Tito Orly, vote for Richard. <laughs> but he congratulated me here at church. And then, you know, the other, many months later that, after that, then he had the gift of, of, um, you know, of faith. Because when I stepped down from it, from the associate pastor, he came to me 
you know, he was the only one that came to me with just looking at me and he said, in God's time, in God's time you'll be back there. And our deacon John and his sister and his wife, Sister Jackie, had the gift of helps. If you guys haven't been helped by them, you, they probably don't know you. <laughs> but they have the gift of help. They're always there looking for a way to help you. And particularly me and my family, they've always been there. Especially when there was a, a, a heavy persecution with the other leaders that are no longer here. John stood by my side and Jackie. So they had the gift of faith at the time and the gift of helps. You know, and, and our, our church has been renovated because of the gift of helps from our brother Larry and sister Loretta, our, our brother Edgar Reyes, and everybody else that were more than happy to turn and take down the wall, right? Mikey always uses his body. He ran over the second wall. That's the second wall that he, he you know, he doesn't like tools. He just likes to just go through the walls. So we all, if we didn't know these things, right, these are all the gift of the Spirit. And then Jamie, serving as our, before, as our secretary, has the gift of administration. She probably thought it was training from renown, but really it's the gift of of the Spirit. So, but there, there is one thing, there's, so there's, a list of that is no longer applies. Uh, particularly, there's no more apostles, okay? Because Christ gave himself the apostles here and, and prophets. So there are no more apostles because the apostles were there to lay the foundation of the church. So there's no more laying, there's no more need to lay the foundation of the church. The church has been laid, right? And in Ephesians 2.20, says, built on the found, Paul, again speaking, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. And again, in chapter 3, verse 5, which was not made known to people in other generations, as he has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Let me read something here. Apostles and prophets are foundational gifts to the church. The previous mentions and prophets in, in chapter 2, verse 20 and 3 and 5 indicate that apostles were the 12 and prophets were those who preached in association with the apostles. Uh, the apostles and prophets were given to the church to get her established, but now their role is assumed by the, can, the, by the Bible. It's all written down now. It's all here. The apostles and prophets did not extend beyond the apostolic age. Now, but there is a group that God gives to every generation, and that is the evangelists and also missionaries. They fall in there because that's what the missionaries do. That's what um, our, our sisters have done. They go to share the gospel. So evangelists and pastor teachers. Here's a quote from F.F. F. Bruce. The apostle as an order of the ministry of the church were not perpetuated be beyond the apostolic age, but the various functions they discharged did not lapse with their departure, but continued to be performed by others, notably the evangelists and pastors and teachers. I know you probably already know this. We're just, this is just a review. 
right? But this is, uh, evangelists are the obstetricians. Did I say that right? Of the church. Those gifted in bringing new births. Example, as our late brother, well, he's in heaven now, Billy Graham. And I think Luis Palau, too, is an evangelist. But he's also with the Lord, me. So we need new evangelists. I don't know who the new ones are. Those who are gifted in making the gospel plain and relevant to the lost or helping people share their faith and evangelists. So you don't have to be, evangelist is just not the big evangelist. Every one of us can be an evangelist, right? The gift of evangelism is given by the Spirit and He's the one who determines it. But we are all told to share the gospel. I've heard this before. I've heard it too many, too many times that I don't have the gift of evangelism. Okay, sure. But you are still to share the gospel. Right? Because that's, if it's truly important, we need to do it. Amen? Is it important that you breathe? I think so. So that's why we do it, right? We do it. Is it important that we eat for our physical body? Yes, it's important. Even if we don't like eating. Especially this church, we don't, we, don't, we don't like eating. If it's important, we do it. And it's important that we share the gospel. Amen? So here's some verses to back up what we talked about here. 1 Peter 5.2, Be shepherds, this is now for the pastors, okay? Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. For those of you who might have the calling of a pastor, listen up. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock, and all of the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. And then there's this verse here. Remember when Peter was reinstated by Jesus? Jesus repeatedly asked Peter or told Peter to feed the sheep. And the lamb. Amen? Now, because the biggest thing, because since there's no more apostles and there's no more prophets, right? The biggest thing now is the evangelists and the pastor teachers. Why? Because there is a need to share. There's a need to learn. There's a need to teach. And, and the pastor, okay, here, let me just read this. Pastor shepherd meaning having a flock of sheep. Or people, right? When you say shepherd, because some people don't know what a pastor is. It depends on what your religious background is. I didn't know what a pastor was before until I became a Christian. But if you told me he was a shepherd, I would wonder, shepherd of uh, 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 animals or people, right? So there are people, there are some men there that call themselves pastors, but they don't have a flock of people, Right? Uh, a pastor really is the one that has a flock of people that he's taking care of and watching over. Now, how do we? How do? A, how do? A, how does a pastor take care of his sheep? He watches over them, right? How does he watch over them? Um, you know, he watches if he if. Again, I'm going to be the example. When I find out when somebody calls me, hey, pastor. Your church member I saw at the Grand Sierra Resort. 
exercising, exercising their computer programming skills. When I get that report, especially from someone who's not a Christian but knows that we are one family, my job is to speak to you, hopefully with a kind word, right? And then I should gently poke you and say, hey, so did you win? Balato <laughs> naman. I couldn't help it. I saw it and I took it. Gently poke you, tell you at the right time, hey, I think it's time that you give that up because your testimony is being ruined because you represent Jesus, right? That's one example. The other job of a pastor is to protect you from the wolves. What are the wolves? Sometimes it's your friends that are driving you to live a sinful life. That's taking you away from the church, right? It's your sinful lifestyle. That's the wolf. It's the world that's the wolf. So I have to be protective of you. I, I try. If you're willing, I try. But the one true thing, one biggest responsibility, if not the most important, is the teaching. The teaching part. Teaching is the, the common denominator of the gifts that Paul has stated in verse 11. And Jesus repeatedly told Peter to feed the sheep. Therefore, the pastor must make the feeding of the sheep top priority. So that's our top priority. If that is my top priority and you're not in this church, what's happening with the top priority? Going to waste, right? That's why coming to church is a top priority for every Christian. Every Christian. Because this is how we learn. And this is me doing my job for you. Me exercising the gift of the Holy Spirit that He has given me and to equip you so that you'll be able to do the job that God has, has planned for you within these walls and outside these walls. Amen? That's why teaching is the biggest thing. John Stott believes that this is the most essential and absolutely necessary of the pastoral ministry is the teaching part. The teaching part. Now, the third point, what's it for? What's it for? But before that, what's your gift? Have you asked yourself that? Now, there's, there's some tests there that has been made for you to find out what your gift is. But those are man-made tests to determine a God-given gift. You see, the, you see the failure there? It's a God-given gift determined by a man-made test. So I would be very careful for you guys to, when you take those tests, be very careful to really buy into that rather than praying. Some of you, I don't know if you even bother praying to find out what your gift is. I don't know if, if, if you've ever come to that point to say, Lord, what's my purpose in this kingdom of yours in this world right now? What's your gift that you've given me? What's my role in this church? And some of you, you've prayed that and God answered you and you said, no, I don't want that. 
Lord, I don't want that. Let Pastor Joe do it. He gets paid. He's the professional. <laughs> He's the professional Christian. Right? You know, I really don't mind praying. I really don't. Like when I'm with you guys and we're eating, or we're going to have, we're always eating when we're together, right? We're, we're about to eat and, you know, I, I don't mind. But I love it when you guys take charge in that prayer part. You know? When Tito Orley will say, all right, it's time to eat. Let's pray. And when John's going to say it, you know, and, and the other young adult guys, they, when you guys take charge, because you guys are there, you have, the you have the gift of the Spirit too. And I'm not just the one to do the work. I'm not just the one to do the work. Can I hear an amen there? Okay, if, if, if we are one church, one body, and we're all given the gifts of the Spirit, and we all have a part in this church, and we all just said that I don't do, you guys don't do, do you don't expect that I do everything, correct? Now, how come sometimes I still get calls when it's time for you to share a gospel to your relative? Pastor, my cousin's here. Great. Can I come get you? So you can share the gospel to him or her? You know, again, I don't mind. I did that to Pastor Jews a lot before too. But you know what? If you think because you're not used to it, there's always a first. Right? I had, there was a time where I stumbled and struggled and I was like, oh, I don't know everything. I don't, I still don't know everything, but I don't know. I'm scared. Just rely on the Spirit. Because that's your job too, right? You don't really need me. Right? When somebody's sick, you know what I love is when somebody's sick at the, in our church body. No, I don't love that they're sick. But when there's somebody sick and in need of a prayer, and somebody just report to me, hey, Pastor Joe, uh, this and that was, was sick, she was sick, and I was there, I, I prayed for them. I'm like, praise God. That's you, that's, you, that's you doing your job. And not because, I, not because I'm lazy, or sometimes I am, you know, sometimes I'm tired. But not because, not because of that, because you are to exercise that faith too. You are to exercise the, the gift of helps too. You are to exercise the gift of the Spirit that God has given you. Should we say another bong story? Because everybody seems to be just like, ugh, this is boring. <laughs> no, but this is, this is, this is why. This is, the, the gift of the Spirit was given to all of us to equip His people for works of service. Somebody say amen. Oh, it's not to be rich. My gosh. How we, how we wish it was, right? The gifts of the Spirit was given to us so that we will never get sick and we could continue to work and make money, and then stop coming to church, and retire early, buy the biggest house. That's the gift of the Spirit. The, to equip, the gift of the Spirit was given to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. My gosh, you're not supposed to keep it to yourself. My goodness. The gospel, like the gospel, we are not to keep it to ourselves. Same with the gift of the Spirit that God has given you. You are not to keep it to yourself. 
So we are to listen here. We are to listen and to uh, and, and consume God's word and hear his instructions. And then we are to exercise it. We are to obey it. The grace of God that is mentioned in verse 11 and verse 7, is be, it's not the grace that, oh, I'm forgiven by God and I'm getting something I don't deserve. No, this is the grace. The meaning of this grace is to do. God's grace to do. So that we can do what He wants from us. We are not to be, you know, spiritually obese. Oh, I love the verse. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, yeah, praise God. That's a great message. That's another boring message, but it's okay. Praise God. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a spiritual giant. No. We are to give it. We are to give it. We are here within the body. FICF, we're going to be celebrating, uh, what, how old are you now? 15? We're celebrating 15 years. We're celebrating 15 years in October. You've been a part of this church. You've been listening there for most of us, for most of you, for some of you, I should say. And, and we're, have you been exercising it out? Or are you just really keeping it in? Because that's unbiblical. It's unbiblical. If you have the gift of salvation and you haven't said it and shared it to anybody else for many years, you're practicing unbiblical lifestyle. Sure, you're attending church. Sure, you're giving tithes. Sure, you're not committing adultery anymore like you used to. Sure, you're not gambling. Sure, you're not doing all these things that's going to bring you to jail. But look, if you are a Christian... The gift of the, the Holy Spirit has gifted you with something. From that long list that we read. And it's up to you to exercise that. Why? It's because to grow the church. To grow the church. To grow someone else here. To help someone else here other than you. You are to grow and then somebody else will grow. If you bring it out. Oh, but we're so busy, Right? Right? Who here has three jobs? Don't raise your hand. I'm just, I'm just realized there might be one of you guys or two. We're so busy. We, we will take our time with something else. We would fix our car, clean our car, detail our car. But when it comes to exercising the Spirit of God, we have no time. We're always on time at work because we want that bonus at the end of the year. But we're never on time for church. Right? Well, because we're saved by grace. Right? I don't need to share the gospel. Why? Because I don't want the church to grow. <laughs> I want a small church. Plus, I don't like my, my coworkers. They can all go to hell. Oh, oh, it's so bad that I set it up here. Huh? But somehow... You not sharing the gospel to someone that you've been working with for many years, like those guys that you work elbow to elbow with, and you haven't said one peep about you being a Christian or about Christ, that's what you're saying. Hi, how are you? Great. How was your weekend? Good, good, good. Go to hell. Because I'm not going to share the gospel to you. Right? I know, it sounds so stupid. But it's somehow... Honestly, guys, with all jokes, with all seriousness, do you realize that somehow that's what you're doing? 
Because what, Gary, what, who told you that you're going to see that coworker again tomorrow? Right? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity. There you go. Unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Become mature. You are not to stay as a child. The, for the parents here, I think, well, I think we all have the goal for all the parents here when our, when our your children are, are still little, we're, we're training them, right? We're training them to, to move out, right? <laughs> for the Americans, they're like, yes, that's what we do. For the Philippines, no, we want to keep them. And then when they got too big and too lazy, we're like, golly, my son's so lazy. Or my child's so lazy. She doesn't even know how to cook. She doesn't even help me. I fix his room. I fix her room. But then we spoiled them, right? And then they just, they were the same child, only bigger and older. And then we got irritated because it's not cute anymore. You know, when he was little and she was little, it was cute. But then when he got older, oh my gosh, what did I do? I created a monster. Right, but, but see here, it's the same thing with our spiritual, spiritual life. Our faith is to grow. And we are to grow in our faith. And how does it grow? When we exercise the spiritual gifts that's been given to us. The helping part, you know, the, 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 the gift of helps, right? Some of us, we only access church when we need help. When we need help. We never extend help. Why is that? You know, I'll bring it to the pot bliss. Some of us, we love to go to church when it's pot bliss. And that's okay, because that's an incentive. <laughs> but we only go to the pot bliss, but we don't help. We don't help by contributing. Right? We don't help in fixing and cleaning. We're just, it's like we came into a restaurant and we, we're entitled. We put our weight in the chair like, oh, praise God, it's time to eat. Food, food, food. And then time to go. We leave everything there. It's like we ate in a restaurant. Like they're supposed to serve us. Like little things, you know, you can pick up your own chair, right? Is that too hard? Because, you know, sometimes I feel like you guys know Tito Orly will pick up the chair. Tito Orly will clean up. Deacon John will throw the trash. Some of you guys are stronger than them. Younger than them. Right? Some of us, we don't like to bring food because we're too busy, but we love to eat. We'll eat half of the pizza, you know? Like, ah, I gotta get sick. So I don't care if the other guys are not gonna eat. Right? The Bible says, if you're hungry, go eat at your house. And then when you join the fellowship, you Make sure everybody gets their share. Do we really need to, be, to hear that as Christians? Yes, because it's written down in the Bible. Now this is just not, this is not even the spirit, the spirit of, uh, gift of the spirits. But this is just the spirit, the love that God has given to us. Right? If you have the spirit, God will make you sensitive. Why are we not sensitive, guys? We bought a Roomba to vacuum. Vacuum it's the it will automatically vacuum the floor. You know? 
because some of us, we just don't care. After the church service, like, I guess they got two hours, I'll hang out. But nothing, no movement, guys. That's, I'm just talking about physical moving here. There's no gift of helps here. Why? It's so simple. You know, if I can go back to just throw the trash as, as one of the people that throw the trash or watch that, be a security guard, I'd rather do that than be a pastor. Because a lot more people like me during then. When I became a pastor, man, I, I lost a lot of friends. <laughs> you know, but it's, there's just, there's no maturity. You know, um, and again, this is, this is not really about me as your pastor, but because I'm supposed to watch you, right? And as I'm watching you, I'm observing. And as I observe, I realize things. And some, sometimes, sometimes I'll probably try to t talk to you, poke you a little bit. But most of the time, I really won't have that, that moment with you. But, so hopefully, if, if the Holy Spirit is, is, is speaking to you tonight, and, and, it's, and whatever you're hearing is irritating you, hopefully you just bring it to God. You know? Blame Him, because this is His message. I'm just His vessel right now, trying to bring this up, because we have to mature. I'm not the only one to share the gospel and bring people to the church. I'm not the, one, the only one here that has the responsibility to tell people if they're living the wrong way. You know, you don't need to call me and ask me to talk to them. If you know the Bible and you know the principles there, you are to be the one to stand your ground for the truth of the Lord. And exercise the gift of faith, the gift of evangelism. All right. You know, here, our church, the purpose of the church, to know Christ, right? When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you that. The Holy Spirit will give you the, that love for the Lord. And you can't help it but to exalt God. Amen? That's all right. That amen will do, you know? Because exalting God doesn't just stay with our, with our lips. Exalting God also comes with our, with our actions. You know? Some, some of us, we know the right answers to the questions. We're, we're, we're quick to say loud amens. But we, our, our lives doesn't follow as if we don't know Christ. Our lives outside these walls as if we don't, we're not Christians. We're still our old ways, just, you know, we're just not getting in trouble because we know better. To become like Him. The Spirit of God, the Spirit, the, the gifts of the Spirit is to, to help us to know Christ and to want to know more of Him. And as we come to know more of Him, we can't help it but to become like Him. Because this, the gifts of the Spirit is to edify His people. That's what we just read, right? To edify means to help and to teach and to grow. Whenever we're listening to, to, to messages, it's to edify us. If we're being convicted, that's good because we need to get away from that sinful life or the stagnant life that we have and then move forward with the Lord and, and have that faith, right? To edify His people, which is why we study the Word. 
We cannot become like Him if we don't know Him. And if we truly know Him, we can't stay the same. We are to become like Him. And then we are to make Him known. To make Him known is, is evangelizing to the unsaved. You, we, we all have an unsaved relative, a friend, a co-worker. Which is why we preach the gospel. This is why we preach the gospel. Do you know that you don't have the gift of, of, of uh, evangelism? If you say yes, did you try? Because <laughs> is, it, is it just one moment? Or is it at that moment that God will give it to us? Is our faith in God depend, does it depend on our, capacity, our capabilities? No, right? Our faith in God depends on who He is, correct? Amen. So when, when we make decisions, when God calls us to do something, and then we realize our, our, our like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't do that. Yes, you're right, you can't do it, but who's calling you to do it? God, and then can God do it? He can do all things. Now our founding pastor did it right. Our founding pastor, together with the founding, founding members of this church, you guys made the right decision to make this the purpose of the church because it's very biblical. It's very biblical. It's in Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew it. I'm pretty sure Pastor Jules knew it. But this is why. The gifts of the Spirit is to want to make you to, it's going to make you to know Christ. It's going to make you to know, to become like Him. And to make him known. Now we're going to tackle the love part next week. Okay. But this is how we're going to end with this one. In Acts chapter 2 verse 42. This is the fellowship of the believers. The first church. They devoted themselves to the apostles. Teaching and to fellowship. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You want to see an example of a very biblical church? Now, believers, this is a biblical church because the believers obeyed what the Holy Spirit has impressed upon them. And then they exercised it. They shared everything. They sold their possessions and sold, shared everything. See, that's why I brought up the pot bless. Some of us, we don't like to share. Right? Now, if you're busy, that's fine. That's one thing. But then when you're like, trying to fill yourself while everybody, there's still a long line there and you're like trying to make sure you're filled? That's not sharing. That's not biblical. And then if you're quite healthy and you see things to do during a pop bless or any, anything at all, any church function, or for a church, uh, if you find out a, a brother is moving out, do you even offer to help? But I'm pretty sure if you're moving out, I'm getting a call. I see, the, the, when the more we study, the more we study the Word, the more we're going to realize the mistakes that we're doing, right? 
And then we are supposed to go away with that and mature and, and move to where God wants us to be. The more we yield and make our spirits correct. Now, there's, there's, there's no way that you're going to hear from this, the Holy Spirit if you're not praying. If you're not praying and you're, and you're praying and if when you're praying, you're praying selfish prayers, you're really not hearing from the Holy Spirit. Because believers... God does not work for us. Imagine the God of the universe, the God that created all things, just by saying it, you want to make him your personal assistant? Right? The God of wisdom. He knows all things. He knows our beginning and our end. He's the one that we say, Lord, I know you think this is a good idea that I stay with my wife. But I, I think you're wrong. I think, I think you need to, to really like just do something about this. They devoted themselves, right? The goal of the church is one of maturity. Folks, we are not to stay the same. The grace brought us to God's family. And the Spirit of God is to, to help us mature, exercise the faith, be useful for the kingdom of God. Either you share the gospel, that's great. Either you give your time to others and be helpful, that's great. That's you exercise whatever the Holy Spirit brings upon your heart. The person of Jesus Christ, we are to become like Christ, the person of Him. Now, the maturity of, of every Christian is, is knowing the Word. We cannot mature to if we don't know the Word. So if you're barely coming to church and then you're barely reading your Word, how are you really going to mature? And then you hear certain doctrines that kind of tickled your ear, like, oh my gosh, if I name it and I claim it, then I'll get it, right? Oh my gosh, I guess homosexuality is really not wrong because I saw it on TikTok. It says it's just for, you know, child predators. It's not, you know, it's not for gay lifestyle. Be be and, and then you fall into it because, number one, you like it, you like what you heard, and then you didn't know the truth because you could care less. To, so you, when you say, I wish God would speak to me, God say, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Open your Bible. i trying to talk to you I'm trying to talk to you he talks to us in our circumstances right in our prayer well he talks to us very clearly when we read our word so maturity is is the the purpose of of God giving us the the, the spirit of God giving us the gifts of the spirit is to edify the church and then when we exercise the gifts of the Spirit that He has given to us, that's how we're going to mature and we're going to help someone else mature or grow. Amen? The Holy Spirit has given the spiritual gifts to every Christian so that we are able to profit the body of the church. Your gifts are meant to edify and encourage your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, the church, and even as a witness to the unsaved. Brothers and sisters, we need 
We need spiritual gifts to be an effective Christian, to win the lost and excel in our ministry and to fulfill the purpose of God that He has placed in our lives. We have to maintain a teachable attitude and an open heart to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to the truth regarding the gifts that He has given us. Amen? Amen. That is our message. Thank you very much for your patience. Please join me in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your message. We thank you for the truth that is behind them. We ask now, Lord God, for humility for all of us. Lord God, humble us. and, and uh, Pride will not do us well, Lord God, but in our humility, you said you will give us grace. So, Father, we ask for forgiveness for our sins, for the times that we have been selfish, for the times that we have made our Christianity about us and not about you. For the times that we have used you only as a protector, only as a blesser, forgive us, Lord God, when we enjoy the blessing more rather than enjoying you. Help us now, Lord, to retain and live out and obey whatever it is that you have told us tonight and revealed in our hearts and our minds. Father, may I pray for all your listeners tonight, your believers, Lord God. I pray that you will make it clear on whatever it is, whatever gift that you have given them. I pray that they cannot deny it. They might disobey and not do anything about it, but Lord, I pray tonight that you will make it clear to them what their gift is, gifts are. I pray, Father, you will empower them empower them Lord God to obey you enable them Lord God and I pray for opportunities Lord God for the gospel to be shared by your people in this church I pray Father God for opportunity where we can exercise our faith and be an encouragement to others Lord God I pray Lord for everyone that is listening that we will want to live for you and obey you no matter what all these things we ask in your son's sweet and mighty name Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen, Amen. Let's all rise for the closing hymn. Sing, all is mine, yet not I. 
if you've been coming to this church and God has impressed it in your heart to become a part of it, please come up so we can recognize you. The night is dark, but I am not forsaken. For by my side, the Savior, He will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing, for in my need His power is displayed. To this I hope my shepherd will defend me through the deepest valley. Thank 
Sister Ruth, if you could please come up here. <laughs> no? All right. Tito Early is our Deacon Early and is our Deacon John somewhere. Did he skip the message? <laughs> <laughs>